I'm fashion designer Ruby Bandari, and this is Design Your Life. Each episode, we're stitching a happier, more satisfying life for you with insider tips from industry experts. The fashion and lifestyle industry isn't just fabric and thread. Together, we'll learn about setting real goals and growing your look, your soul, and your attitude to make your dreams a reality. Come with me to design your life. Hello everyone, Ruby Bandari here with Design Your Life, and I'm sorry we're a little bit late today. We're supposed to be on at 4 o'clock, but we had a celebrity uh, wedding coordinator who was having clients, and we were so lucky to have him in the studio. So this week we have Donnie Brown with us. I am so excited to have you. I am just, I am just, I I feel like it was so hard to get you here. (laughs) Yeah, I work a lot these days. Yes, you do, and I understand you have clients, and thank you so much for taking out time. It's my pleasure. Thanks for asking. So now, the first thing I want to show everyone is what Donnie is wearing today. So he is wearing a custom silk threads menswear, which um, Donnie actually designed himself. Well, actually, I worked with you. We worked together. That's right. That's right. We just wanted, I love ivory and black. I th- you know, everybody does black and white. They yeah. do other color combinations. But for me, ivory and black is just so sexy and so sophisticated. And, and I, I have to tell it. you, you look sexy and sophisticated today. Oh, my God. Thank you. So I just love, actually, the way that you have coordinated. You've put the the, the mink yes. on, the, on the lapel. And then you have a contrasting uh, bow tie. And then you've matched... For a change, yeah. Instead of doing a black pocket square, you've done an ivory. So it looks fabulous. Because I think these always should should match. Okay, well, I think everybody needs to know that your pocket square and your bow tie should match. They should not contrast. They really should. And so you pick the bow tie based on the shirt. Absolutely. And since we did not do an ivory shirt, you're doing a black shirt. We're going to match. That's right. Absolutely, match the bow tie. I mean, sorry, contrast the bow tie and. Right. Match the hanky. And I always thought black shirt underneath this ivory jacket was the way to go because an ivory shirt underneath it, you just wouldn't get the same impact with the jacket. Yeah, you sort of lose the Swarovskis. That's right. That's well, right. good. Well, good. So, you know, one of the things that I have learned over the years at Silk Threads about wedding coordinators is not only do they coordinate your wedding, they coordinate your wedding. They coordinate you. And I know, Donnie, yes. you were saying that people really trust you. They do. They learn to trust you. And and the people that hire me hire me because I'm going to be completely honest with them. I'm going to tell them if a bride is looking at dresses that don't fit her body style, her body type, I'm going to tell her, if you want to wear a dress like this and look good in this dress, you're going to have to take off 25 pounds. You're going to have to get a boob job. You're going to have to do (laughs) these things to make yourself perfect that day. And that's what they want. Well, you know what? We did pull some video, and we will show it later. We're going to show it later, um, of you actually choosing a dress um, for someone and their trail. And we'll, we'll, we'll get back to that. But, you know, I think that our viewers are very interested to know, um, and our listeners, that how did you start and how did you become a celebrity wedding coordinator? Oh, my gosh. Well, it all started in flowers. 
and and I started doing flowers when I was young. I was like 16 years old, and I was doing it on the weekends, helping out a florist. And um, I I loved flowers. I loved everything about them. At first, I was obviously just hauling stuff away and and putting it, throwing away trash and sweeping the floors and doing all that. <laughs> you know, it was like a little. We a little have kid. to start somewhere. We right? have to start somewhere. We but- have an old picture of Donnie. Do you guys have that? Can we, can we put that up on the screen? Oh, oh my. my God. <laughs> I think I was three in that. You know, this picture reminds me of you right now. It's, <laughs> you have not changed a bit, Donnie. <laughs> I was a little dapper guy. You thing. sure were. My mother liked me dressed. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I did all those things. I worked my way up. I learned everything. When I started designing flowers, I used to say that I was the 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 bastard child of a thousand wonderful designers because I picked and chose the great things that I loved about what people did Mm -hmm. and I discarded the things I didn't like and eventually I came up with my own style and people have copied me you know or pieces of what I do since but that's I think that's the way people become good and so I did flowers and I did flowers and eventually I opened my own store and people started saying I want you to play in my wedding because I trust you and it just kind of evolved from there. So and your store was a, a floral It was a floral shop. store. I managed a store in Cedar Springs for a long time called uh-huh. Cedar Springs Flower Market. Mm-hmm. And then I opened my own store on McKinney Avenue called Jardin de Fleurs. Very nice. And I had that for a few years, and I had a business partner that I didn't get along with. <laughs> he thought turning the lights out to save electricity was better than turning the lights on and getting business in the door. I absolutely agree. When I walk into my studio, it's like all the lights on. It needs to be flawless. Yes. It needs to be inviting and warm. Absolutely. People need to come in. So otherwise, you're sitting there making no money in the dark. (laughs) Um, So we had had conflicts. But eventually, I just went out on my own, started this company in 1997. Mm -hmm. And I've been working on this company since. And in, in 2002 is when Style Network came and... They were interviewing everybody in town, and everybody kept saying, oh, you, you need to talk to Donnie. He's who you're looking for. And they called me and said, can I do a screen test with you? Mm-hmm. And I said, sure. What do you want from me? And they said, we want Frank from here, Father of the Bride. And I said, well, I'm not exactly that, <laughs> but I'll do my best. And I put on black tight pants with mm-hmm. a concho belt and a little tight <laughs> shirt and you know, I had silver jewelry on, and I tried to do my best Italian hood kind I can't of look. even imagine. And they came in, they did a screen test, and two days later offered me the role. Wow, that is amazing. Yeah. And you know what? Right place, right time. That's right. Right haircut. That's right. Yep, and the right clothes. That's right. So um, how did you become a celebrity well, st- uh, wedding planner? Well, that was it. You know, I, I, I got on TV. I was really the first wedding planner to do a, a wedding on TV. Okay. And other planners from Dallas came along, and they eventually started doing it, too. Steve Kimball was in. There were yes. other people in. Yes. Uh, I was the only cast member that was in season one mm-hmm. all the way through season 11. Oh, wow. There was okay. nobody else that they kept during that time. Um, and then they did a spinoff called Married Away, and I was in that all three seasons, too. It was a, oh. the same show, only Destination Weddings. And I kept saying, this is exactly the same show. We're just doing Destination Weddings. Why do you have to have a whole new concept for that? Same cast, same producer, same everything. And they eventually just started doing Destination Weddings in the original show (laughs) and (laughs) ditched the second one. Um, But we, you know, that's how that all came about. But I started being seen by celebrities Mm -hmm. around the country, and I got a lot of, of sports celebrities, NFL, NBA, 
I did Leanne Rhymes' wedding. You know what? Do, I think we have a picture of her. Yeah. And that was in 2002, right? That was that was uh, 2001, February okay, 2001. of 2001. All right. And it was before the show came along, but really Leanne's what launched me. I mean, getting her wedding was huge for me because the publicity and the notoriety and I mean it went international that way so um, there was a very beautiful cake on screen yes with it was like cake and then roses and then cake very tight I designed that cake it and is let me tell you stunning. something about that cake that's really wonderful I designed that cake and then two years later Martha Stewart published a cake almost exactly like it in her magazine oh my god so it makes you wonder where that where, you know, where that what, inspiration came from whatever but um, I designed that cake, and the top of the, the table had 500 roses of petals on it. Wow. So it was a nest of petals, heavy nest of petals. And then the cake was uh, six and a half feet tall on top of the table. Mm-hmm. So the top of the cake was almost 10 feet in the air. Wow. It was huge. What was your inspiration? I mean, did you just look at Leanne? She's a fabulous country singer. Um, was there something about her personality? What was it that inspired you to design this cake for her? She was very Californian, very clean lined. She liked very tight, sculpted, clean things, and so do I. And so the the centerpieces, which I don't have a photo of today, were actually we made we custom made square boxes, mm-hmm. and the boxes had what we called rose hedges. So they were a square of roses, all the same height, perfectly linear. And we had those down the center of the rectangle tables. And so she really liked that whole concept of shapes and and very tightly sculpted flowers where you couldn't see individual blooms, where it all created a mass. That sounds really interesting, very different. And so this whole concept came about because she and I had a meeting of the minds on sculpted flowers as opposed to designed things. Okay. And so that's how we did it. Um, Her altar arrangements, which have never been published, I don't have a picture of them, but they were in these giant urns, and they were 10 feet tall, mm-hmm. and they were eggs. They were perfect wow. sculpted eggs of black magic roses. Okay, Donnie, you're saying all these things, but I think next time you need to be taking pictures from your cell phone because these are that sounds amazing. Well, this amazing. was 2001. I don't even know. I didn't. Even know, I didn't have an Apple okay. phone back then. You know, <laughs> now we keep everything, but back then there was no Apple iPhone, so I I don't have a lot of stuff. From well, I would love for. And I was freaking out that day. <laughs> I'm sure you were. <laughs> this is the first big event. This was the biggest one I'd yeah. ever done. And, yeah. um, you know, you have... Would you mind if we showed the video? I saw a beautiful video, and I've downloaded it. Which one? Um, it's the one showing just wedding flowers, and it's you in the video. And Oh, it's my commercial. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Play Okay, please, so let's play, play the video. Yeah. I'm Donnie Brown of Donnie Brown Weddings and Events. I'm a celebrity wedding and event specialist. Welcome to my world. I've successfully organized over 3,000 beautiful weddings and events. I've won many awards for being a full-service luxury wedding planning firm. We have certified planners. We have decor specialists. My team and I can give you the ultimate wedding planning experience. I've done all kinds of weddings, whether they're in Dallas, New York, L.A., all over the world. We do destination weddings. Anywhere you want your wedding to be, we can make it happen. The most important thing that I can do for a client is to ensure that their dreams come to reality and that I interpret and understand what it is they're saying. I think the room is amazing and I just died when I walked in. Honey, look at it! Working with Donnie has been a dream. He's made it so simple and seamless and he's just made my 
my dream come to life. And every single time they say, this exceeds my expectations, as they just did to me tonight. Your wedding day is one of the most important days of your life, yet it can be one of the most stressful. This is one of the reasons why hiring a good wedding planner is vitally important. And no one knows weddings and event coordination better than I do. I'm known for perfection. I'm known for getting it right, and I'm going to make it right every single time. There's a freaking helicopter in our yard. <laughs> so come see me at Donnie Brown Weddings and Events and see how I can turn your vision into reality. You know, I watched this video like three times. You I just like couldn't it. get enough. It's amazing. It is it? amazing. And okay, there's a helicopter in their yard. And um, I looked at that beautiful, another very tall cake mm -hmm. with pink flowers. And, you know, it's not that it was so fancy. Because, you know, I'm Indian. I need everything fancy. Well, yeah. But there was something so great about it. I can't put my finger on it, but it was so attractive. That bride was really wonderful because uh, and she's actually in the industry now. Mm -hmm. uh, but she, I, you know, she really let us do it. She trusted me. She said, I trust you. Let's make this right. And she didn't micromanage us, which helps because when a client micromanages every detail, mm -hmm. it often ties your hands to a point where it doesn't come together as well. I'll tell you what. I have found that as an... Um silk threads as well when I'm designing for somebody mm -hmm. and I'm designing their outfit or you know I just tell them okay can you leave the rest to me oh no I need that purple to be in that particular and that pearl needs to be moved over a quarter of an inch and I'll tell like... you they end up being the least satisfied mm -hmm. because they don't do weddings every day that's right like you do that's right um, they don't know they, I mean, this is their first experience, or maybe, you know, it's their second wedding, but being at a, in a second wedding doesn't make you an expert. Well, in this cake, um, I found a picture of a cake that I really liked. Mm -hmm. I didn't design this cake, and I sent it to the bride, and I said, you know what, this cake just feels like you to me. And she wrote back and said, that's my cake. And I said, well, what can we do to change it and make it even more you? And she said, nothing. I want that cake. And so we sent the picture to the cake artist. Perfect. She did a tasting. It was one and done. That's amazing. And, you know, I know that um, what I just found out about you is that you also help them with their dresses. Yes. Um, I think it's so important because when I have brides coming into um, Silk Threads, I love it when either the coordinator comes or sends the book, sends all the information, sends me a list of things that we need, um, colors that the bride and groom have talked about or that they like. Um, I have videos. I, I'm sorry I didn't tell you all these things, but I actually took videos of you um, looking at different dresses, choosing a, a trail. Um, can we have those videos come on, please? Oh, it's Stanley Korshak. Of course. Yeah. So let's talk about what wow. you're doing. Well, I'm just going through gowns, trying to decide a specific gown for an NFL bride. And uh, this was Galia, mm -hmm. and she really loved Galia's style. So I was going through Galia's designs, and I had met her before. She's wonderful. So I was going through her, her, what she had in her new collection, and I was pulling out several designs, and that was the one we ended up picking for this bride. Very good. And we have more videos um, where you have, you're choosing between three dresses. Mm -hmm. There it is. Um, I think we have to choose a trail then. I mean, I'm, I'm so glad. And now have, tell us, do the brides, have the brides seen this? Seen me selecting gowns? Yeah, probably I mean, not. Probably 
Probably not. I usually do this kind of thing. And then when they come in, we have things pulled for them. Okay, well, that's really important because you don't yeah. want to waste their time. Don't want to waste time. They come time. in with no idea. That's right. Um, or they've been looking at Pinterest or they're looking at, you know, they kind of tell you my choice is this or that. That's absolutely stunning. <laughs> I love tone-on-tone -tone shares over fabric. I love it. I love anything that shows three dimensions. Mm -hmm. That just makes me happy. I think when it shows three dimensions, it just, again, it's it's the the look is so, it's so everything without being. That's right. Well, and if you can do a, a nude share mm -hmm. with lace and other appliques mm -hmm. to it where it looks like it's a, a, a fixed to the body, mm -hmm. I really like that look. What a lot of designers do, though, they leave an, an, un, an unfixed edge to that, to that sheer. So you'll uh. see like a line where the sheer goes across the top. Why didn't you just go ahead and finish it? Do something. Don't just leave that line there. Absolutely. Or cut it down with the scallop of the lace in the front so that you get it, you get the effect of it, but let's see some skin too. But I don't want just a, do you know what I'm talking about, that line? I'm guilty as charged. You've done it too? Yes. I hate that, I hate the way that looks. There's always gotta be a way around it. Nope, I, 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 I agree. I'm absolutely guilty as charged. Um, there are many times where I just leave it like that just because the bride says, I want simple, simple, simple. I don't want all this. I don't want all this. But you're absolutely right. And I will make an effort to convince my brides <laughs> not to do that Donnie again. Brown says, yep. no raw edges. And they'll say, who's to, uh, you don't know Donnie? <laughs> Look him up. <laughs> exactly. When Donnie exactly. says no raw edges, that means no raw edges. No raw edges. And I will. I'll keep that in mind and I won't do it again. Perfect. I absolutely won't do it again. So, you know, um, we met exactly exactly two years ago yeah in july right yeah exactly well, actually we met ago. before that we met a little bit before we that. met a little bit before that that's right we had yep. lunch together that day that's right. that's right dallas um bridal show which that's happens right. every january and every july, july. Mm -hmm. um downtown at the market center at market hall at market hall i've been headlining it for like nine years yeah you know what there i didn't realize how awesome and 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 mc you could be uh. But you keep the crowd rolling. I do like and, to have um, fun with the crowd. Yeah, we grabbed a couple of shots of the Dallas Bridal Show. Um, so Silk Threads participated in it two years ago, and we, we sort had of so much fun. That, that was room like, was beautiful, and your gowns were gorgeous. Thank you. Everything was perfect when we brought in uh, Fiza. Yep, we had Fiza decor. decor. She came in and she did a beautiful job. Um, everything was planned by Donnie, including the. Um, how it started, how it finished it, and what we were going to... Oh, tell, tell me oh, about what we did. I was up there rehearsing the models, how to walk. You were amazing. You Thank are an all-rounder. Well, I like to make sure everything's perfect. So I think that, you know, if you guys are... Even if you're doing an Indian wedding, um, I think Donnie, someone like Donnie, you really... I mean, what I realized is that you understand different ethnicities. I do. So I really like that. Um, I that, love doing Indian weddings. Yeah, and you know we were showing white dresses for destinations because that's what we do, um, and that is the only year that we actually showed it. Now we have it in the showroom and people love it. Um, but you actually understand, and you weren't trying to take away the Indianness from us. No, you are actually fusing cultures to make that's it a right. beautiful white wedding, and I loved that. Well, and you know. A lot of the Indian weddings that I do have multiple days, mm -hmm. and they do different things on different days, and they'll do more of the Indian part one day, and they'll do more of an Americanized part mm -hmm. the next day, because it's often laid out that way. 
Um, but they, they still infuse a lot of Indian culture into the American part. Like the Absolutely. stage has yes. always got to be done. It's always got to be colorful, floral, the aisle. That's right. You know, for us, more is more. That's right. And that's so right. that's why I love you because when I saw that video, I was like, oh, my God. You know, we have very good um, decorators, Indian decorators, but, you know, they need guidance. That's right. And, um, you know, the next thing that I really want to talk to you about is millennials and uh. how weddings are changing um, what we're doing differently, what the millennials are doing differently, um, the mistakes that they've made, the smart things that they've done, um, and how our industries have changed. They have. They have changed so much. You want the truth? I want the truth. Millennials are trying to do everything on their own. They really think that they've grown up with Facebook and, and mm -hmm. Instagram and Pinterest. Mm -hmm. They're they're doing Pinterest weddings. I always, first of all, I fought Pinterest for years. Mm -hmm. I just didn't want to have anything to do with it. I didn't mm -hmm. like the idea that people would steal photos and put them on the Internet and not give you any credit for it at all. Mm -hmm. uh, when I do something, when I design something, it's like giving birth. And, and it's mine, and I love it. And I realize people draw inspiration from it. Mm -hmm. But to actually take the picture and post it and say, this is in my wedding, and then have someone else do it entirely, I realize that's part of it. But Pinterest has become the Bible for millennial brides. Mm -hmm. And the, prob the good thing about Pinterest is it's an inspiration getter. I mean, you go in there, you figure things out. The bad thing about Pinterest is, is that not every bride understands everything about the wedding. So she says, this looks good, and this looks good, and that looks good. Let's fuse them all together. Well, they don't always fuse. No, they don't. And, you know, we have some pictures from Indian weddings, um, if we can put those up. Just a couple of pictures. Um, and I know that oh my these God. brides actually had coordinators, and that's why these came out so beautifully. We do the bridesmaids and the brides. This was an engagement. Um, where we matched, of course, the bride and the groom. Mm -hmm. But without a coordinator, I think that Indian weddings are a disaster. They can be. They there's can a be an action. There's a lot of details and a lot of moving pieces, and timing has to be perfect. And you, you got to think about a wedding planner more than just picking the photographer and picking the florist and figuring out what the flowers are going to be or the linens. This last one is a mixed wedding, and I loved it because mm -hmm. they the, the bridesmaids actually wore white. Yeah. And the bride is wearing red, but her dress is red and white at the bottom. I love that. And, and I love the flowers. Yeah, and this was in California. And, of course, they, you have to have a planner for that. You have to. Just all of the moving pieces that go into the day of the wedding, the production of the wedding. And a day of planner can't do that. No. A day of coordinator, all they do is take the wedding that you've planned and try to make the best they can of it. Yes. So if you think you're going to get by with a day of planner, you're probably not. Our minimum package is a month of. Because at least it gives us enough time. Oh, you actually, you allow we'll a month. We'll offer a month of. Okay. But it gives us enough time to figure out all the bells and whistles and all the details and all the pieces. You say that so sweetly. You should say all the mistakes and the screw-ups. Well, the possible <laughs> mistakes. And, and we also have time to evaluate where, they, evaluate where they've made mistakes along mm -hmm. the way. If you come in day of, you cannot figure that out. And you're blindsided with things that go on. The last day of wedding I had, the cake, the cake didn't show up. Of course it didn't. It just didn't show up. And we had no idea. We were told where it was coming from. We called. Nobody answered. The cake didn't show up. So I called. A friend of mine got a fake cake sent over and called and ordered sheet cake from a bakery. So and had it brought in the, the back. And I got them taken care of. But that can't always happen with every eventuality. Correct. So um, 
you know, day of doesn't really work, but a planner takes all the pieces, puts it together, and creates this formula that makes everything move like a, like a machine. And I always tell clients, your wedding is like a great Broadway play or a great Broadway musical. The bride and groom are the stars of the show. The wedding party is the rest of the cast. And your guests are the audience. And you're all moving in unison and making everything perfect and this great show is happening and everything has to be programmed and rehearsed and, and perfect. And if somebody makes a mistake, you just keep on going, just like they do on Broadway. They don't stop. Well, it's like Facebook Live. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nobody falls on the floor on the stage on Broadway and starts crying. They just keep on going. <laughs> that's right. And that's what happens in a wedding. And so for me, it's just got to be programmed perfectly. So I think that the millennials, um, of course, they're inundated with all this information and they're super smart. They also think that everyone, that the world owes them something. They do. What's going on with millennials? You know, I'm, I'm Gen X. Mm-hmm. You're Gen X, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my parents were baby boomers. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been around. I've been around a lot of different generations, and they always get go through that phase. But I've never seen this millennial phase before. The I've never seen phase anything is new. like this. It's the internet. Well, yeah, internet, Apple, Amazon. It's it's. I mean, what has there. the world come to? It's come to a place where millennials believe that that they don't have to work to get what they need. That mm-hmm. there's a way to get what they need without having to work for it. Most of the millennial clients that come in think that they can dictate prices and that they can get what they want for what they want to spend for it. Well, that's, that's because, just not yeah, how it works. They just think that they know what things are worth, and that's because they're always online, always on the Internet, mm-hmm. always on Pinterest. And They um, went on the knot, and the knot said the average wedding price is $24,000 in the, in the U.S. What? That's, just, that's what the knot tells okay, people. Okay, so the knot is definitely not correct. They're not correct. No. Now, wait, they are correct, but they're assuming that the two-person weddings, the family weddings in the church where they have mm-hmm. cake and punch in the church parlor, mm-hmm. that those weddings are factored in too. Mm-hmm. But when you're doing ceremony, reception, cocktail hour, the whole bit, yeah. those should be encapsulated separately. Correct. And then the little family things where you do sandwiches and punch in the at, at your in your living room should not be encapsulated into that into those numbers. Because we want people that are actually trying to do a party and a real, you know, a full service wedding mm-hmm. to see what those weddings really are. I would say the average national amount is 36. Oh, I was going to say 50. It's more like 36. Okay. Because you have to consider all the 10 and 12 and 14 and $15,000 weddings that mm-hmm. go on. And then our average wedding is 125. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, we still do $25,000 weddings. If somebody comes to us and that's what their budget is, we'll help them. We had a client come in a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and they said, we have 25000 Can we do a wedding for that? And we said, of course you can do a wedding for that. The problem was that they didn't want a wedding that cost $25,000. And it was an argument from day one till the end, and they said, we misled them. We didn't mislead them. Of course we can do a $25,000 wedding for you. But you can't have a lot of things you want for $25,000. So I think the lesson is that you don't come in and say, I want a this a this much amount of wedding. I want this, 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 and this in my wedding. How much will it cost? I the think way, they're working the wrong direction. The way we do it is, and the way I've learned is, I don't even want really to know what your budget is up front. 
I want you to sit down with me and tell me everything you want. Correct. And then I'm going to put it all on paper. Mm-hmm. I'm going to price this wedding out that you mentioned to me. I'm going to come back to you and say, this is the budget for the wedding you asked for. It's always going to be higher than you want to spend. Mm-hmm. But it's a it's a template for us to start. And then you say, okay, we got to get 20% or 30% off of that. Then we'll redline the things that are least important to mm-hmm. you to try to keep the general uh, structure of the wedding intact. Correct. And then end up with a budget that's close to within your pal- palatable Yeah, place. to make sure you're getting what you want. Right. The and, bulk of what you want. Right. And then... Then we're kind of, we've had a meeting of the minds on money. And then if you decide down the road that something we cut was something you really wanted and there's access to money, you can always add it back. Yeah. And that's how it works. But um, but you, you can't come in and say, those $200 vases, I'll pay 80 No. You just, nobody's going to do that. Well, arranging a wedding is like building your wedding outfit or building... It's like building a house. Or even building a house. It's like wedding contractor. Yes, exactly. And everything costs money. You don't go to a contractor and say, I want the $5 poles for $1.50. He's going to laugh at you and say, no, you can have these poles for $1.50. Yeah, I have brides that come in and they're looking at $5,000 dresses, but they want them for $1,000. Yeah, or $1,800. Yeah. No, that's not how it works. And everything costs money. The fabrics that you order have all been manufactured and wholesaled and distributed, and they've come to you, and they may have gone through one or two sets of hands before they Mm -hmm. got to you. Everybody made a little money along the way. They get to you. Then you have to take the fabric, mark up the fabric, and then create the the design and put your fees on top of it for for your time. All that costs money. It's the same thing with flowers. Flowers are grown by a farm. Then they're sent to a to a big network that distributes them to wholesalers, and then the wholesalers send them to the retailers. So they've been through three sets of hands by the time from the time they're cut until we get them in house. Everybody made money along the way. Yeah. You know, rose probably cost fifteen cents when it was cut. But, <laughs> but it by costs, the time it gets to you, it's up to a dollar by the time we That's get it. Right. And we have to, you know, and then labor gets on top of it. Everything costs money. It sure does. And the the more you want it. And the more you like it, that means everybody else likes it. That just increases the price. That's exactly right. You just have to be realistic. So, you know, um, we talked about things that cost more money. But, you know, one thing that I think that's important of a planner is the venue, um, making sure the weather, a lot of outdoor weddings happening, um, the strength and and how long and how many people can stand on things. So we have some pictures we've pulled of bloopers, of millennial bloopers, of people who have tried to do weddings <laughs> oh, on their own. I can't wait for this. So let's look at those pictures because this, I mean, this is showing, go back to the last ones. Oh, here we go. Let's stop there. Let's, there we go. So. What are they doing? Well, they were having it. Uh, on a bridge. On a bridge, a right? A pier, a pier. On a pier, but they didn't make sure that that pier can hold that many people Mm. i wonder how old that pier was and i'm sure it was beautiful until not anymore it broke and everybody landed up in the water you heard of trash the dress (laughs) (laughs) um here i mean the wind was so strong oh i've had that happen yeah and we have these bridesmaids actually trying to bring the the dress down but i mean if the wind is that strong we should be prepared for it right yeah so i'm hoping that as a wedding planner you know, they'd be prepared for this and they would have people ready for this. Um, here, oh, yeah, yeah the cake go. just fell. 
And I know that the bride is laughing, but she's probably dying inside. She's dying inside. She yes. is dying inside. Her wedding is ruined because of that cake. Yep, yeah, it absolutely is. And these are things that I know that planning really, really. Oh, I've seen this picture. Well, it's hilarious. Yeah, well, the this guy had, steps on the train. Yeah, but he shouldn't have been there. <laughs> well, no, he's supposed to step to the side, not exactly. step back. And I guess if there was people there planning, standing there behind, they'd make sure that nobody was there. This yep. is another one Seen in it. the rain. Mm-hmm. Terrible. I mean, wedding planners would have the umbrella for you. Well, of course you would. Yes. Why is well, she holding her Well, you would never have umbrella? let her go outside in that wind to begin with. You yeah. stopped it. And why is she holding her own umbrella? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, she shouldn't be. She shouldn't be. Here, I what mean. What the? Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, this was just planning for a photograph, wasn't it? With the father in the middle, oh his hands God. around. I mean. With her, his hands on there. Oh, my and God. And the bride in the shadow. She's on the ground in her dress. I would never allow what that. What is that? Oh, my God. Chickens? And what is this? I think these are chickens or turkeys in the air, and she looks like, I don't know, she looks like she's from Las Vegas. I don't know what dress she's wearing, but Donnie, if you ever have a bride like this. I can't even think of why they would do this. It makes. <laughs> I mean, I usually have a pretty good imagination. Well, they must have seen it. So, Oh, look at this. Oh, my God. Are they really doing what I think they're they doing? They are. They're peeing in the pond. And the photographer's taking beautiful pictures of the bride and the groom. How romantic. He knew that was going on back there. He had to have. I've seen this picture. I love this picture. (laughs) I love this picture. Yes. Which one would you pick? Oh, God. I would choose the best man. He looks the best. I'd choose the hubby. (laughs) 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 I love that photo. Oh, my God. What a great photo. Yeah. But it was so nice having you on the show. I Thank think that you. this was a great learning experience for everyone. Thank you. And you're so handsome and you're oh, so distinguished. I love you. And I loved, loved having you. And I'm, I know it was hard for you to come. And It was my pleasure. And I hope that everyone who sees this has learned how important it is to have a wedding planner. And they call me. And they call, how, how do we get a hold of you, Donnie? Uh, you can reach me on my website at donniebrown.com. Okay, your, your website Brown.com. is amazing. Thank you. And it is D-O-N-N-I-E. I-E it's Brown. not D-O-N-N-Y. Donniebrown.com. And the phone number, there's a contact form, there's everything there. And we would love to talk to you. Yeah, and if you are um, an Indian or a Pakistani bride and groom and you really want good advice um, on wedding planning and you need my help, I will help you and I will get Donnie involved. And we will absolutely take care of your wedding. So thank you so much. We're here at Design Your Life. You can um, send any questions or anything you need at info at silkthreads.com. And again, thank you, Donnie, and cheers to this amazing wine. Amazing. All right. We'll see you guys in two weeks. And we are going to be showing you um, what I did in India on this trip. See you later. Thanks for watching Design Your Life. If this episode sparked an idea or a question, I'd love to hear it. Send me a message to my Facebook page, Silk Threads by Ruby Bandari, or you can email me at info at silkthreads.com. You may be featured on an upcoming episode.